Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Strange News Daily is a production of iHeartMedia. In a world full of bizarre events, unsolved mysteries, and a billion stories from all corners of the globe, some news gets lost in the shuffle. This is your gateway to the stories on the fringe of the mainstream map. These are your dispatches in the dark. I'm Ben Bolin, and this is the Strange News Daily. Our first story today. Fans of meat will tell you there's nothing quite like a sizzling slice of bacon, a hamburger fresh off the grill, or a perfectly cooked, medium-rare steak. For decades, the argument has just been this. The meat industry is far from perfect, but there's no alternative that quite nails the taste, texture, and experience of meat. That may be set to change. What if we could just grow all the meat we want in a lab? A bit of background first. You see, for almost a century, people from across this planet of ours have been pursuing, in both concept and in practice, the idea of lab-grown or cultured meat. Way back in 1932, Winston Churchill himself predicted that, quote, We shall escape the absurdity of growing a whole chicken in order to eat the breast or wing by growing these parts separately. And, increasingly, scientists are making this vision a reality by growing meat not on farms, not in fields, or in livestock factories, but directly from cells in labs. Provided we can make this work, lab-grown meat has a few obvious advantages. First, raising livestock consumes much more energy than growing crops. Many of the calories that livestock consume go not into building up tissue that humans later eat, but instead to keeping the animal alive. Lab-grown meat may also be environmentally friendlier. 
According to the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization, livestock currently takes up 30% of the world's land surface and 8% of its freshwater. Livestock also generates 14.5% of human-caused greenhouse gas emissions. Third, cultured meat could prevent animal suffering by reducing the slaughtering of livestock and reducing foodborne ailments such as E. coli. It could also cut down on the transmission of diseases like swine flu from animals to humans. And we can't forget that up to 80% of the antibiotics used in the United States are given to farm animals. Overuse of these drugs can allow antibiotic-resistant bacteria to evolve, producing what scientists call a superbug. And lab-grown meat is already a real thing. Well, sort of. You see, scientists have already produced some tiny nuggets of lab-grown meat, and this can be used to imitate ground beef uh, for things like hamburgers or meatballs. And soon enough, we may be able to grow larger versions of lab meat. Technically, we'll be able to print them. Biomedical engineer Shalumit Levenberg at the Technion Israel Institute of Technology in Haifa, Israel, leads a team that experiments with 3D scaffolding to grow meat. The scaffold is made from textured soy protein. This stuff is an inexpensive, edible byproduct of soybean oil processing. It was invented back in the 1960s. It's a spongy material. It's often an ingredient in meat substitutes already due to its fibrous meat-like texture and its high protein content. Researchers in this team reason that the porous nature of textured soy protein could help it provide anchor points where cells could attach and proliferate. A tissue engineer named Mark Post, chair of physiology at Maastricht University in the Netherlands, notes that this is an unorthodox pioneering approach, saying using soy as a scaffold is a novelty, and its use is good from the perspective that the whole purpose of cultured meat is to use as few animal-based materials as possible. The fact that it's a food-grade material is also good from a regulatory perspective. Post's opinion carries a lot of weight here. You see, he made the first lab-grown hamburger, and in addition to his academic work, he is the chief scientific officer of the textured meat company Mosa Meat. So it's fair to say he knows what he's talking about. The actual meat here is made from three different types of cells derived from cattle. Satellite cells, endothelial cells, and smooth muscle cells. Smooth muscle cells, by the way, are the what you're eating when you think of meat. Volunteers who tested this product after it was cooked said that its taste, aroma, and texture were pleasant and typical of real meat. With the rising population, experts and pundits alike have been on an increasingly intrepid search for alternatives to our historical sources of protein. If lab-grown meat freaks you out, then thank your lucky stars that insects have not become your primary source of protein. That's an idea the United Nations has been kicking around for years. Our second story takes place in your restroom, where Big Brother wants to learn more and more about you. When circumstances found me in Japan for the first time last year, I was amazed by the toilet technology. 
The built-in bidet and air, the music choices, the heated seats, those strangely specific customization options. Coming from the U.S., or to be honest, coming from almost any other country, this was like entering the restroom of the future. And soon, even those futuristic commodes may seem anachronistic and outdated. As reported in a paper for Nature Biomedical Engineering, a team of researchers primarily based out of Stanford University has engineered a proof-of-concept smart toilet module designed to monitor a user's health based on their urine and stools. The system mounts on a conventional sit-down toilet like you might have at home and uses cameras to measure a user's feces based on what's called the Bristol Stool Scale. The Bristol Stool Scale, which is a real thing, was created in 1997. It classifies human feces into seven separate categories. Today, it's used both for clinical and experimental endeavors. A pressure sensor built into the toilet seat monitors the bowel movement's duration. Combined with other sensors, these measures can reveal conditions like chronic constipation, irritable bowel syndrome, or even colon cancer. Toilet users who stand to urinate can also have their urine measured in a variety of ways via a camera. The velocity of their urine stream along with the flow and duration all come into play, and test strips automatically extend into the stream for urinalysis. This urinalysis can ascertain a variety of chemical levels, and it can also test for numerous substances. And from there, The information in your waste goes straight into the digital cloud. Individual users are identified via a fingerprint scanner embedded in the flush lever, as well as by your butt print. Uh, We should note here the researchers actually call it a, quote, anal print, perhaps in a misguided sense to sound more professional. A camera on the toilet module images the user's anus, allowing an algorithm to link this anus image to a specific person the next time they use the restroom. Pause. Record scratch. How comfortable would you, or anyone, be with this sort of information being out there on the web, even if it's on an encrypted server? The research team has anticipated this problem, and they argue that having this technology could provide unprecedented detail on the health of large populations. In fact, they dream of a day when, quote, the toilet will ultimately function as the daily clinic for continuous monitoring of human excreta, feeding data into models of human health that can be used for screening and subsequent diagnostics. Right now, This proof of concept still has a long road to travel before it becomes your everyday toilet. The current technology is overly expensive, it's not as accurate as it needs to be, and, technical hurdles aside, it is the very definition of a privacy concern. Imagine, for example, this technology being provided to privatized insurance companies who could preemptively drop someone's coverage before the symptoms of their condition are known to them. Or imagine, just imagine, that camera footage leaking on the web. Maybe leaking is the wrong choice of words here. But one thing's for sure, the Internet of Things is very much on the horizon, and something like this technology may well be the new normal in coming decades. Assuming, that is, civilization survives to reach that point.
Our third story takes us to Shenzhen in southeastern China, where the gigantic metropolis has become the first city in the country to officially ban the consumption of animals raised as pets, including cats and dogs. The new rules, which come into effect May 1st, follow the earlier nationwide law China passed in February, banning the consumption of wild animals in an effort to prevent future outbreaks similar to the coronavirus. The coronavirus outbreak is thought to have started at a wildlife or wet market in the Chinese city of Wuhan, where various wild animals, both living and dead, were gathered, sold, and sometimes consumed on the premises. Since COVID-19 is zoonotic, meaning it can be transmitted from animals to humans, current thought is that the first human case of COVID-19 came from an interaction with animals here. This is not the first time Chinese officials have tried to limit the wild animal trade. In 2003, civets, they're these mongoose-like creatures, were banned and culled in large numbers after it was discovered they likely transferred the SARS virus to humans. The selling of snakes was also briefly banned in Guangzhou after the SARS outbreak. But back to Shenzhen. While many reports are heavily leaning on this cat and dog angle, it's misleading not to include the rest of the ban. Shenzhen will prohibit the consumption of state-protected wild animals and other terrestrial wild animals taken from the wild, as well as captive-bred and farmed terrestrial wild species. They've also released a list of animals that can be consumed, including pigs, cattle, sheep, donkeys, rabbits, chickens, ducks, geese, pigeons, quails, and aquatic mammals that are not banned by other laws or regulations. If convicted, violators of the ban will be subjected to a fine of 30 times the wild animal's value, as long as the animal's value is above about $1,400 U.S., while the motivations behind this are inarguably good, ending the trade will be enormously difficult. The cultural roots of China's use of wild animals run very deep, not just for food, but also for traditional medicine, clothing, ornaments, and even pets. For example, China recently approved the use of bear bile to treat COVID patients. Bear bile is a digestive fluid drained from living captive bears. For a long time, it's been used in traditional Chinese medicine. The active ingredient is used to dissolve gallstones and to treat liver disease. However, there is no proof that it is effective against the coronavirus and the process, as you can imagine, of extracting the bile from live animals is profoundly, profoundly painful for those poor bears. While one could easily imagine this story being bait for all sorts of racists lurking in various corners of the internet, it is crucial to note the practice of eating dog meat in China is not very common. In fact, the majority of Chinese people have never done so and also say they never want to. That's all for now. We've been asking you to chime in with suggestions for stories you think your fellow listeners should know about along with your bad dad jokes, your puns, or your personal experience with COVID-19. Let us know by tagging hashtag StrangeDaily on Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. You can also find me directly at HSW on Twitter or at BenBullen on Instagram. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Dylan Fagan, our research associate, Sam Teagarden, and thanks to you. I'm Ben Bolin. We'll see you tomorrow, and until then... Stay strange. 
This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.